We would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We value their cultures, identities, and continuing connection to country, waters, kin, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. James, James, put down the coffee and listen, mate. This is important. Missy Higgins won the best album aria for The Sound of White. John Howard was Prime Minister. Pope John Paul II died. Microsoft released the Xbox 360. Doctor Who returned to TV screens. Live 8 concerts took place around the world to encourage world leaders to do more to tackle global poverty. And the first ever video was uploaded to YouTube. <sighs> Much like this one. This one! The year was 2005. I'm Rich. I'm James. And that's Popcorn. Their behaviors not good. The matter stop you now, right there. Because... <laughs> the Swampies. One lamb kebab. You have abandoned my child! Now, give me money. So tell me, man, who sent you? Listen, mate, this is important. I, I thought you were real. That's popcorn. That's popcorn. Missy Higgins won the best album, Aria, for the sound of white and <laughs> Welcome Hi. to another episode of That's Popcorn. Uh, this is That's Popcorn. It's a film podcast. Vodcast. Vodcast. Uh, James, you just told me it was put into the dictionary in 2005. That's right. Before that, they called them videograms. Videograms. Yep. <laughs> just going to upload my videogram, mum. Yeah. My videogram. I can't pause it, Mom. I'm videogramming. Ah, Mom. Um, Mom. Yeah. So this is a this is this is a vodcast and a podcast about films, and we watch a great film and a grating film. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> bring until it we back. Get a better one. That's the um, best one. This year we're doing 2005, and uh, and we're choosing the film that we're going to watch. That's right. The, the two films, Richard. The two films, yes. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go kind of one for one, like we did in the horror one, and just just? Go oh, that it? could be fun. All right, think... so I'll say a good one, and then you say a bad one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's, do, let's that. do that. All That's, right. Oh, freedom. Freedom, mate. That's what freedom means. We're in an unlocked world. Before that... Dan Andrews made it obvious, made it like not possible for us to do it. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to saying. Just blind Dan Andrews. Wake up, sheeple. Uh, James. <laughs> the world is watching, Richard. The world is watching. Uh, hit us up with uh, with a good film. Here's something that the world watched in 2005. It's Batman Begins. <gasps> da, Batman. That's not at all any of the Batman <laughs> themes that have ever That's, existed. There's been that like sounded 30. like Skyfall, but with <laughs> the word Batman. <laughs> Batman. He's a Batman. 
Uh, Batman Begins, a young Bruce Wayne travels to the Far East, where he's trained in the martial arts by Henry Ducard, a member of the mysterious League of Shadows. When Ducard reveals the League's true purpose, the complete destruction of Gotham City, Wayne returns to Gotham intent on cleaning up the city without resorting to murder. With the help of Alfred, his loyal butler, and Lucius Fox, a tech expert at Wayne Enterprises, Batman is born. He's born. That's that's what it says. I'm just reading the the, the thing. How does does a Batman get born? It's gross. They they hatch. They hatch out of out of an egg. <laughs> it actually <laughs> comes out of that. Um, it comes out of the light that Chief Gordon uses to. to yeah. Well, what, what, what happens? And you can't. I think it's in the deleted scenes of Batman Begins. But like, there's a whole big part where like Michael Caine has the little bat egg and he keeps it like tucked under his body. And then when he has to go get food, he does a little like shift over thing to Morgan Freeman and. And then Morgan Freeman looks after the egg for a little bit. And then 20 <laughs> months later, Batman is born. Yeah. Actually, Batman's actually a sequel to Jurassic Park. And there's just an egg. And there's like Michael Caine is, um, was it Richard Attenborough's character? Yep. <laughs> In full white. That, uh, that is good. So that's, that's Batman Begins. That's Batman Begins. Yeah. Like, everyone knows Batman Begins. That's where it began. <laughs> that's right. That's a, that's... Um, that said um, i've only seen it like once i can't even remember it yeah i saw the I, dark knight before i saw this one i remember it, it like dark knight was kind of the solidification of that sort of christopher nolan batman thing i think batman begins still it might have dated a little bit mm. but um, um based on on this list that's coming up it's probably the the best film of the year <laughs> oh god 2005 letting us down already <laughs> it's it's not it's not great um shall i hit you with a, with a bad hit me boy? hit me with your bad spot i'm gonna hit you with the baddest of bad boys here's a film called pros and ex-cons so um pros and ex-cons is let me read the synopsis here after completing their job two ex-cons are quickly informed that they have assassinated the wrong individual with the stakes high, they must quickly correct their mistakes before covers are blown and innocent lives are lost. This is an Australian film Ooh. Uh, with Sam Worthington hey, um, and and some other actors I'm sure we'd recognise but probably don't know the names of. Um, it, I watched the trailer before. It, it looks pretty low budget and <laughs> it's, it's pre-Avatar. So Sam Worthington wasn't exactly like a household international name Mm. um but yeah there's a line in the in the trailer where he's like i'm just a guy with a big effing gun and then like shoots him or something i don't even remember the the line properly and and what's it called pros and ex-cons pros and ex-cons as in (sighs) like former criminals but and what and and they're professionals i'm guessing not protractors Yeah, no, no, it's not a <laughs> mathematics-based. <laughs> no, that, that actually sounds better. It does. I'd watch yeah, the maths. That would have had a higher rating. That's one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pros and ex cons. That's good. Uh, next up from the good flicks, Sin City, not to be confused with Sim City, um, which would be sick. Uh, in Sin City, uh, it's a quartet of neo noir tales. A mysterious salesman narrates a tragic story of codependency while a muscle-bound vigilante tears his way through the criminal underworld in search of his lost love. 
In another part of the city, a grizzled cop foils the ambitions of a child killer and an ex-prostitute evades her ex-pimp with the help of her new boyfriend, Dwight. They loved um, X in 2005. Oh, God. I mean, this sounds like it could just be pros and ex-cons. Yeah. Like, that's literally literally what I just read. Have you seen Sin City? Not since it came out. Um, I remember it looking very good, and then I watched it and go, ah, that's that's about it. Yeah, it's it's super highly stylized, of course. Mm-hmm. And they made a sequel, which was like a dame to kill for. Yeah, everyone hated it. Um, I think I think the sequel came up in one of our other other episodes. It's a choice, I think. Yeah, I think I think it may have. Um, Look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd be keen to sort of see this again at some point. I mean, it's, I mean, even like it's, it's in our top good movies list, but that's because 2005 was so poor. It's only got a rating in the 70s on for the most part, um, but that's still quite high. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a that's a sin of the city. Yep. <laughs> sin city. 2000. That's the way City Sims. What Sim City games have you played? Every single one. Did so you play had... Simcopter? Yes. Oh, Simcopter was a good one. It was like GTA that... 4 before it came yeah, out. Yeah, it was great because you could pilot the helicopter around the city that you built in Sim City 2000, which was just yeah. phenomenal. But it also had people and you could be a person. You could walk yeah. around. And, that was great. Man, it was not good. Graphic wise, like is it's the kind of game that I think if you looked at it now, you would definitely think it's haunted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's yeah, it's one of those games like the the killer uses in like a two thousand and two episode of, yeah. of CSI. And it's like yeah. oh, he's in virtual reality, and that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, they would have used this in like Fear dot com in a deleted scene. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, there was also is it SimCity? Is like a car one. We had a car. Yeah, I was trying to remember what like, called. Weapons on the car, and you yeah. could like bulldoze or like destroy all the buildings and everything around you. Those are the times. It was violent. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. How did our parents let us do that? That's right. Um. Anyway, back to the movies. Uh, Alone <laughs> in the Dark is back on our list. I'm just going to say back on our list. It was on our horror list. It's back again. 2005. Um. Spoiler alert for the rest of the list. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to tell you right now, Blood Rain's on here as well. And uh, I think there might be another... Oh, that might be it, actually. Alone in the Dark and Blood Rain, which are the two uh, evil. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but what I will hit you up with in this one's a little bit interesting, I think, is Kineta. So at a Greek hotel oh. in the off-season, a chambermaid, a man obsessed with BMWs, and a photo store clerk attempt to film and phot- photograph... <laughs> Protect Greth, uh, various badly reenacted struggles between a man and a woman. Um, it's it's the debut film of, and I'm going to pronounce his name wrong because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to find out what the name uh, is. Yorgos Lanthimos, ah. who directed uh, stuff like The Lobster, and Killing of a Sacred Deer. And The Favourite. The Favourite, um, which is interesting because uh, this one's panned. 
by Pant. And I tried to find out why, and, and most of the people just say it's kind of boring. <laughs> so, um, but it's got like 4.8 on IMDb, um, 54 Metacritic, 17 on Rotten Tomatoes Oof. Critics, and 11 on Oof. Well, that's but that I just, is bad. It is bad, but I also just don't think there's enough ratings to warrant how bad those ratings are. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the... It sounds more interesting than most of the garbage movies we talk about. It sounds like it's got like intersecting things, which mm. I think were a big deal in two thousand and five. Yeah, and it's um, having watched the trailer, it's quite like I wouldn't say it's striking, but it's got an interesting look to it. Mm. Um, I think it's a lot of like handheld, like okay. video and stuff. Um. So yeah, that's, that's Kinetta. I don't like the name. I'm going to put that right out there. Makes me think of Vianetta. I do like that. Mm. Okay, I see how quickly you turn. Yeah, <laughs> V for Vianetta. Mm. V for Vianetta. <laughs> <laughs> um, see that. Uh, all right, next is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, Two-bit crook Harry Lockhart stumbles into an audition for a mystery film whilst on the run from the cops. Winning the part, he lands in Hollywood where he's flung into a tangled murderous conspiracy with his childhood sweetheart, Harmony Lane, and also hard-boiled private eye, Perry Van Shrike. Um, I think this was Robert Downey Jr.'s sort of return to Hollywood. Mm. And, like, uh, this film is is severely... Well, I think it's probably more appreciated now but it was severely underappreciated when it came out yeah yeah um absolutely shane black directed film and went on to do the other guys which is pretty much just kiss kiss bang bang 2 it is um, i i've got i've got the best best joke about the other guys maybe i should save it for when we talk about the other guys in an episode or maybe I'll just tell it now and i'll do it i'll do it both yeah all right so it's got russell crowe in it mm-hmm. and ryan gosling Oh, uh, that, that movie's for the birds. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, this one's got Robert Downey <laughs> and Val Kilmer. Uh, so d- that's sad because Downey and Kilmer are sad words. Mm, give us a bad movie, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're done talk- talking about Kilmer, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um... All right, we've got next is Man-Thing. Uh, Man-Thing's come over from the horror list as well. Another two oh, it has. Five, five film. Uh, agents of an oil tycoon vanish while exploring a swamp marked for drilling. The local sheriff investigates and faces a sem- seminal, seminal yep. legend coming yep, to that's... life. Man-Thing, a shambling swamp monster whose touch burns those who feel fear. Uh, also oh. on our list, we have Venom. Uh, there is a point of there is a yeah. reason I'm bringing this up, uh, which is a group of teenagers fear for their lives in the swamps of Louisiana, chased by Mister Jangles, a man possessed by thirteen evil souls, and now relentless in his pursuit of new victims. Both these films look the same. <laughs> They're <laughs> both, both the like exactly re- creepy looking swamp dudes, like killing things. So. Yeah, I don't know. Just thought I'd bring that up. It was it was a theme. Interesting. Like you know, these are all big sort of swampy films in Louisiana. 
it was before Hurricane Katrina. So it was like before that was all like everyone was talking about New Orleans again. Yeah. That's interesting. Like really hot on the, they're like, oh, we can see this weather coming up. So uh, let's <laughs> start writing like Hurricane Katrina related film. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Uh, what's good, James? What's good? A uh, history of violence is, is good. Um, <laughs> apparently. Well, it's middling good, but it's, it's, it's a good of a good of a bad bunch. When a pair of petty criminals, oh, I almost said pretty criminals. I definitely did. And I'm going to double down on it. When a pair of pretty criminals attempt to rob his small town diner, Tom Stall quickly and easily kills them both. In the flush of news coverage of Tom's seemingly heroic actions, a threatening stranger named Carl Fogarty comes to town, fingering the unassuming family man as long-missing Philadelphia mobster Joey Cusack. To the horror of his wife, Edie, and teenage son Jack, Tom finds he must confront his violent past. Uh, 2005, when you could still say fingering in a synopsis. Yeah, I read that and then felt weird about it and was sort of double-checking the sentence as I said it. I'm like, does it say fingering? Yep. Um, so Ed Harris fingers Viggo Mortensen in this film. Ah, that's, cool. That sounds like a Viggo Mortensen film. <laughs> um, sounds like a David Cronenberg film, for sure. Huh. Um, it's, uh, again, like I thought this was a fairly really well-regarded film but then looking at the the ratings you know you got a 87 that's pretty good as a critics rating audience 76 i think just because around the time there was nothing else so i just mm. assumed that this was like top top tier i thought this was like a solid 90 across the board but not so richard not to be yeah i um i never saw that one but uh i don't know wouldn't mind. It's, a, it's violent. Ah. Oh, yeah, in the name. Yeah. Uh, Son of the Mask is up next. Oh, Tim yes. Avery. Yes. An aspiring cartoonist <laughs> finds himself in a predicament when his dog stumbles upon the mask of Loki. Then, oh. after conceiving an infant son born of the mask, he discovers just how loony child raising can be. Does that mean he has a son? whilst he conceives a son whilst wearing the mask. Uh, that's how I heard it. Um, this is the sequel to The Mask. Uh, mm. And they decided that Jim Carrey was great as a mask. So who, who else can we get? Who's, except, who's the equivalent? Yeah. Who, who's definitely going to be sticking around for a while as a household <laughs> name? Uh, Jamie Kennedy was the choice. Yeah. Not a good one. Not uh, a good this one. This film's got... 2.2 on IMDb. <laughs> Tomatoes, six critics and Ugh. 16 audience. Um, Oof. Yeah, look, not a fan. Um, if you do want to see something that is really excellent with Jamie Kennedy in it, I recommend yourself and anybody listening to this to look up um, the New Year's party that he hosted. Yeah. Um, that's probably the best anti-cinema. Like it, it's it's a work of art. It is yeah. amazing. Like, yeah, it has, it's got like Macy Gray or someone on it. Yeah, and, and everything goes wrong. Everything is just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it. I cannot stop watching it. Makes it I could. We could. We could look like a work of art. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast just 
looking at a different 30 seconds of that. <laughs> analysis of that. Just analysis, and it'll be a hit. It's like an unintentional Chris Gethard show. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing, like, how something can go that wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, what is, <laughs> I don't think Son of the Mask is the same level of of quality. It's actually just And bad. also just, like, just the, the character that the mask inhabits. So, like, the Jamie Kennedy mask version. I don't know what to call it. Loki, is it? Yeah. Uh, just looks like, like, uh terrifying conan o'brien or something or like a <laughs> terrifying gary Busey. it's it's really off like it's really unsettling <laughs> um, it doesn't even look like jamie kennedy whereas i mean i guess the mask didn't look like jim carrey yeah it did a bit i don't know yeah having um recently seen the mask and just realizing that it's pretty bad um, I'm even less interested in seeing this than I previously would have been. Yeah, yeah. Look, very. And I, very I, I feel like premise. I feel like this has more of like a kids vibe as well, maybe than the, than the mask because the mask was kind of a bit grown up. There's some jokes there that kids should not be. The mask was dark. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, good films. Here we go. The 40-year-old virgin. Mm. Andy Stitzer is an amiable single guy who works at a big box store. Living alone, 40-year-old Andy spends his free time playing video games and curating his action figure collection. Despite his age, Andy has never had sex, so his friends, including the laid-back David, push Andy towards losing his virginity. While attempting to get over his awkwardness around female customers, Andy meets local shop owner Trish and they begin a tentative romance. Uh, I, I don't believe the humour in this has dated all that well. <laughs> you say it hasn't. It's still perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like a 20-minute scene where they're talking about putting pussy on a pedestal. It's probably <laughs> not quite. I don't know. Yeah. The whole I know how you, you're gay. What is it? Yeah, yeah that, that was the whole gay. thing. It's like you like Coldplay. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, this film, though, was the breakout performance or role for uh, Elizabeth Banks. It was. I think. Was it? Well, I mean, it was like one of her <laughs> bigger roles. I said it was very <laughs> yeah. surely, and then I went, oh, was it? So she was um, the one that she, I think she worked in the some other store nearby. Okay. <laughs> and like it's like uh, Steve Carell's first interaction with a woman or something, and then he oh. meets up with uh, Catherine Keener's character. I do like Catherine Keener. I got a lot of time for Catherine Keener. I think yeah. she's great. And she owns like a store that sells things from eBay in it, person. Yeah, yeah. It's like an eBay store. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jonah it. Hill, is it Jonah Hill? I feel like Jonah Hill has a role in this where he gets mad. He just wants to buy like roller skates or something. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, that sounds, sounds like, well, can like I a thing. Buy them online. I, like, I don't know. Um, so I guess I'll just give you some money and you can give me these shoes and 
You know, I know it seems so strange. Yeah, so I'd just rather buy them from you straight I, up. Yeah, I know. I wish it could be that easy, but... I uh, wish too, but you're making it extremely difficult for me. I'm just trying to get these shoes back to my house so I can wear them. I'm remembering the scene very poorly, but... Yeah. Four-year-old virgin. Uh, a Sound of Thunder. <laughs> oh, that, I've never heard thunder in my life, evidently. I'm thunder. A sound of thunder. Uh, a single mistake in the past by a... Oh, God, this is written poorly. <laughs> a single mistake in the past, comma, by a time travel company in the future, comma... Has devastating and unforeseen what consequences? Uh, I know nothing about this film. That's the synopsis. I know absolutely nothing about it. Time travel. That's about it. What's what's the hot ratings it's got? It has four point two. Uh, it's got a twenty four Metacritic. It's got a six Tomato and an eighteen Tomato audience. I'm I'm always interested in bad. Um, time travel movies because they're very easy to screw up mm. very easy if you do it well it's automatically even, a good film but even the good ones are like hard to follow um chicago 2055 charles hatton has made a fortune by founding time safari which offers rich big game hunters short time travels to kill off dinosaurs just before their natural death. <laughs> <laughs> when scientist Travis Raya notices the weather and wildlife are not behaving as usual, he consults Dr. Sonia Rand, the contractually invisible inventor of the supercomputer, which controls time. They soon face time waves, each worsening the effect in 2055 of evolutionary distortions, lower life forms first. They attempt to identify and rectify the past alteration, but each attempt gets harder in their distorted present. That actually sounds kind of interesting, but also that might just be because I think that's just a Simpsons Halloween episode. It, yeah. It is just that one. What's a donut? It's that. This actually sounds great, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested. It's got, it's got Ben Kingsley in the lead yes! role as Charles Hatton. Serbian Kingsley, um, thank you. It's got... He didn't spend Edward 12 Burns. years at night school to become Mr. Ben Kingsley. Thank you very much. Uh, his his cast, his credit name on IMDb is just Ben Kingsley. But then to the right, it does say as Sir Ben Kingsley. So, I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Because it looks like nobody can get it right. Must be um, so annoyed. That's right. It's got Edward Burns, who is in something... Oh, it's got David Oyelowo. Oh, Oyel. Oh, why do I always pick the names? <laughs> yeah. I can't say. Um, David, who is known for Selma. Ah. Luther King. He's also in Spooks. Spooks. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, this guy, he's not anything. Edward Burns, already said. August Zerner, he looks familiar. Uh, I recognise his name from calendars. <laughs> Good. Uh, Jemima Rupa, hardly know her. Um, that sounds worse mm. after having already mm. said it. Heike, mm. McC Heike McCatch. Uh, 
Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. What's that? What's that movie called? A Delicate Sound of Thunder, or just a Sound of Thunder? Just a Sound of Thunder. Was that? Was that the <laughs> that Sound was, of Thunder? That was the Sound of Thunder. <laughs> that was. That's what it was. Um, yeah. No. This looks. This looks fantastic. Uh, it's based off a short story by Ray Bradbury. Oh yeah. Um, he you did. might know him as the father of Stephen, who ah oh, the the ice <laughs> skater. speed skater. Yeah, cool. Did you say spice skater? Yes, <laughs> I might have said spice skater. Um, yeah, it's directed by Peter Yams. Yams. Um, uh, imagine the word yams, but with an H in front of it. He also that- directed Time Cop. All right, dude. Ah, uh, yes. And he also directed 2010, you know, the sequel to 2001 A Space Odyssey? Ah. Uh, which also has elements of time travel in it. Yeah. This guy is he's telling us something. That's right. Maybe he uh, should have yeah. time traveled back and made a good film. <laughs> oh. oh, burn. He also Take... directed End of Days with Schwarzenegger. Yep. Um, End of Days, that's a time thing, you know? It is. With the days. days. The days. days. That's uh, <laughs> uh, interesting. I'm interested in that film. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in it too. Uh, the Star Chamber. He also directed. Nothing about time. Uh, and also Relic. Also nothing about time. Um, <laughs> but Sound of Thunder. Yeah, that looks good. that looks alright. Alright. Uh, good night and good luck. I'm going to bed. Yeah, good, good luck doing this on your own. <laughs> um, when Senator Joseph McCarthy begins his foolhardy campaign to root out communists in America, CBS News impresario Edward R. Murrow dedicates himself to exposing the atrocities being committed by McCarthy's Senate investigation. That's in quotation marks. Murrow is supported by a news team that includes longtime friend and producer Fred Friendly. Oh. The CBS team does its best to point out the senator's lies and excesses, despite pressure from CBS's corporate sponsors to desist. Um, so again, this is what I thought was a very well-regarded film. Um, I know it won Oscars. Um, everyone's like, "Oh, George Clooney can direct. He's very good at stuff." Yeah. Um, and then he proved to us later that he couldn't. Yeah, um, he, he did do that. But um, yeah, again, the, the scores here, like Metacritic 80, uh, Rotten Tomatoes Critic is 93, which is, what? that's pretty good. Um, audience 83, like this is as top as we're getting here. Yeah, it's pretty good. I remember uh, enjoying this film um, when I first saw it. I think I saw it at the cinema, which is mm. weird for 2005 because I would have been like, 17. That's a very grown-up film for a 17-year-old to be yeah, seen. Yeah, Did, were you trying to go into the 40-year-old virgin and just went, oops? Yeah, I was one. trying to see uh, Son of the Mask. <laughs> 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 took the wrong turn. Um, yeah, all black and white, this film. Yep. Uh, which is a bold choice. A lot, of, uh, a lot of smoking. I remember a lot of smoking. Just every scene, they're all just like, Bleh. Yeah, on the darts. On the darts. Well, that's a uh, good night and good luck. That's all I got for you. Uh, well, all that smoking led to the fog. <laughs> <laughs> a thick mist full of vengeful spirits haunts a prosperous island town off the coast of Oregon as its inhabitants try to learn their town's dark secret in order to stop it. Uh, basically, this is the mist, but it's the fog. Yep. <laughs> not, sure. a, 
not a lot you can do different with mist or fog or no, smog. But also, I love how the synopsis says a thick mist. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all right. Why? But um, this is like obviously, I think the remake of the original, the fog. Yeah. Which whereas was, the what, mist 60s was. Or the, something? Yeah. Whereas the mist is the Stephen King one. Yeah. I yeah. still think it's the same. And then the smog is like the climate change version. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the fog, 3.7, 27, 4, 19. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, if, is that what you need to dial if you want to speak to fog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any, uh... <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of a stupid joke, but I can't. <laughs> Go um, for fog. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can you give me, a, when are you going to give me a lift? No, nah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> ah, you've you've called the fog log. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Um, yeah, look, that's the fog. I'll yeah. also give you this one while I'm here because I feel like we've got a lot more bad movies than we do good. Yeah, movies. okay, it's cool. We go with that. Uh Boogeyman. Four point two, thirty-two Metacritic, thirteen Tomato Critic, and twenty-one Tomato Audience, and it goes for an hour and twenty-nine minutes. Uh, a young man <laughs> tries to deal with his childhood. Terror that has never stopped haunting him. Uh, thanks for that really in-depth synopsis there. So that's um, the whole thing. That's the whole synopsis. Okay. Uh, Boogeyman is a, I think it's a bit of a horror film thing. Um, I did notice that it had Zoe Deschanel's sister, Emily Deschanel. Ah, from uh, of Bones. Bones fame, and it also has Xena Warrior Princess uh, Lucy Lawless. Wow. Um, it's also got uh, Barry Watson, who I've never heard of, but he does look a little bit familiar. Baswell. What's he from? Seventh Heaven. Oh, you love that. Oh, and Sorority Boys, my favorite film. <laughs> you love that because you were one. That's right. It's like it's, it takes me back to that time when I was one. That's the entire joke. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, Boogeyman. 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 It's nothing to do with Boogie Nights. No. Um, Disco Sue's character in The Simpsons was originally named Boogeyman. And then they're like, uh, that's, that's not even a joke. It's not even funny. That makes sense, though. It does make sense because that's what he likes to do and he doesn't need to advertise. They could have had like a little subplot about him being like spooky. I'm sure that's been done. 100% that's been done. in Disco like, Shoe as spooky. Yeah, I reckon 100%. I don't reckon it has. I think I guess too the, spooky. The, 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 yeah, there will be. Disco uh, Stew tries to pick up Marge. Yep, that's pretty spooky. That is spooky. She's married. Happily. Happily married. Uh, yep. Yep. Don't like that. Not watching that <laughs> one. Okay, what else we got, James? We've got da, 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 big movie from 2005, Brokeback Mountain. Oh, uh, yep. In 1963, radio cowboy Jack Twist, Twist and ranch hand Ennis Del Mar, Ennis? Ennis, uh, hired by rancher Joe Aguirre, played by Randy Quaid, yes. as sheep herders <laughs> in Wyoming. One night on Brokeback Mountain, Jack makes a drunken pass at Ennis that is eventually reciprocated, though Ennis makes his longtime sweetheart, Alma, and, oh, marries his longtime sweetheart Alma, and Jack marries a fellow rodeo rider. The two men keep up their tortured and sporadic affair over the course of twenty years. Twenty years. Um, 
and that's Brokeback Mountain. Again, um, I expected the ratings for this to be higher, but it's like mid-80s, which is still no, quite high. Oh, very good. I'm thinking of Footloose. <laughs> similar similar a story. Of, a lot of outcry to this film. Is it Ang Lee? Yeah, it is Ang Lee, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's, it's probably like the most important film in that list. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. I mean, a lot of talkers like, oh, the world's not ready for this. I'm like, come on. Like, it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that the worst uh, people? Yes. Probably so does Son of the Mask, though, but for different reasons. <laughs> it's because the mask is <laughs> an evil presence. Um, uh, I've got I've got one for you. On this, are we done with? Yeah, this? yeah. You can uh, Hellraiser, Hellworld. Uh, <laughs> which is uh, I think Hellraiser. Can you read the synopsis with the word hell in front of every single word? Because I feel like that's the only way to do it. All right, here we go. All hell right. gamers, hell playing, hell uh, hell MMORPG, hell base, hell on, hell the, hell hellraiser film. Damn it, hell films. <laughs> hell find, hell there, hell lives, hell endangered, hell after, hell being, hell invited, hell to, hell are, hell rave. Hell the, hell host, hell of, hell witch. Hell intends, hell to, hell show, hell them, hell the, hell truth, hell behind, <laughs> hell the, hell cinnabite, hell mythos. <laughs> uh, gamers playing a MMORPG based on the Hellraiser films find their lives endangered after being invited to a rave, the host of which intends to show them the truth behind the cinnabite mythos. So this is a Hellraiser sequel, uh, Pinboy, you know? Yep. Pinpushing boy. Yep. Uh, I did just read that they're doing a Hellraiser series on HBO next year. Uh, not on Shudder? Not on Shudder. Hellraiser. I've never watched a Hellraiser film. I don't think I have either. Mm. They look good, like artistically. Yeah, like I watched creative the costumes and stuff. Not what I expected. Like it was very kind of like early 2000s. Like do 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 and it's like people in like you know that just the clothing of the time, the yeah. Haircuts of the time, they're like, yeah, I man, we're really we're the hell raisers. We're gonna like <laughs> raise hell. Oh my god! And you're like okay, cool, cool. This is that kind of film. This is like what's what is it? Hackers without the computers. Yeah. Uh, I like that you said that they're playing an MMORPG. I, did I get that letters right? I don't think nope. I did. The the ones, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that this is the film that has SimCity in it. Yeah. Yes, I SimCopter. Think it SimCopter. It's definitely in this. That's it. Hellraiser, Hellworld, SimCopter. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also got, I'll give you another two. Uh, we've got The Cutter. Uh, a detective comes to the aid of an aged diamond cutter. Uh, it's a Chuck Norris film. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, then we have the ginger dead man returning uh, oh, for another episode. Uh, an evil yet adorable gingerbread man comes to life with the soul of a convicted killer. This real life cookie monster wreaks havoc on the girl who sent the killer to the electric chair. I would not say that it is yet adorable. <laughs> Having seen that ginger <laughs> bread man. No way in any hellscape is that, <laughs> is that yeah. That's yeah. the true hellraiser. That, yeah. That's hell raising flower. 
<laughs> yep. That's the that's, that's the one. Cut yourself out a little gold star there, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the level of puns that the Ginger Dead Man series goes to, I think. Yeah, I think you could you could probably write for that and like that would be that would be the tagline. Like yeah. that's um that's that's that was amazing work. I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm a little Thanks. taken aback. Well, I'll give you another one then. Urban Legends Bloody Mary. Uh, on a prom night dare, a trio of high school friends chants an incantation, unleashing an evil spirit from the past with deadly consequences. No, deadly. Mm. Uh, yeah, don't don't need that. Um, all right, you want a you want a good one? Yeah, hit me. Yeah, King Kong. Peter Jackson's expansive and expensive remake of the 1933 classic follows director Carl Denham and his crew on a journey from New York City to the ominous Skull Island to film a new movie. Accompanying him are playwright Jack Driscoll and actress Anne Darrow, who is whisked away by the monstrous ape Kong after they reach the island. The crew encounters dinosaurs and other creatures as they race to rescue Anne while the actress forms a bond with a simian captor. Um... I haven't seen this, but I went on the ride at Universal Studios. That was cool. Good, um, good, good video game, apparently. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't a good video game. Maybe it's the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, it's no Sim City, that's for sure. That's right. Um, but interesting about this, the uh, RT critic score, 84, audience, 50. Yeah, no, it hasn't aged well. Hasn't it? That's some janky I, um, graphics too. Mm. Also, definitely Simcopter. Imagine being the, the helicopter in that coming up to like King Kong on the building. Ah, see, that's that's good. <laughs> Man, Simcopter just works for every movie. <laughs> in the air, on the ground, everything. Everything. Um, yeah, pretty pretty janky. I think this this was the first Peter Jackson film after all the Lord of, all the Rings stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it seems like a pretty quick turnaround as well. Because when did Return of the King come out? Like two thousand four. Yeah, something like that. Or three, I don't know. I'm not no. a, I'm not a Hobbiton. That's no. that's what fans of them are called. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're called Hobbitons. I feel like there's got to be, they're 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 Tolkien ringers. Yeah. Ringers. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you watched the? Is it Kong Skull Island or something? I have watched that one, and I thought that was actually really good. Yeah, that was a it was a mixed response to that film. I never saw it, but um, no, I uh, I really liked it. Um, it was like Apocalypse Now, but with a monkey. Great. Yeah, I'm into that. Should put, yeah, put it on the list. Uh, what else you got? I got uh, ah, I made a joke about this before. Didn't even remember it was in the list. V for Vienna. Uh, hey. <laughs> Uh, following World War, London is a police state occupied by a fascist government and a vigilante known only as V uses terrorist tactics to fight the oppressors of the world in which he now lives. And V saves a young woman named Evie from the secret police who discovers an ally in his fight against England's oppressors. Um, fun fact about this, uh, it's more of a fun fact about me, I've got a lot of friends who have recommended this movie and given me the DVD and I never watched it and gave it back to them and said that I did and have been telling fibs my entire life. 
Is this your way of like admitting it? It is. Confessing on podcast? It is. (laughs) I'm telling the world. So you still haven't seen it? Still haven't seen it. I've told so many people that I've seen it and that I really enjoyed it. I remember, is that going to happen if we pick this film? (laughs) Are you going to come back next week? (laughs) Yes, I saw it. I feel like I have to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I remember it being quite a good film, but I also watched it probably either not maybe not 2005 but maybe like 2006 or something Mm. um yeah it's one of the kind of earlier post matrix wachowski sisters film is it did they do this yeah i did not know that yeah yeah yeah. which makes it even more interesting because there's all these kind of um from memory there's all these different messages about like hiding your true identity and stuff Ah. you know because Stephen Fry's character, I think, is in it and is vilified ah, as, as or something. There's some. Ah, all right, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So maybe I should see it at some point. It might be worth watching. <laughs> maybe I should. I mean, or it might not be. I mean, I think it's better than some of the other films that they've done since. Yeah, well, it's sort of been downhill since then. Although I'm one of the only people that like the Cloud Atlas, so bye. I haven't seen Cloud Atlas. Yeah, I'm going to get that them? Yeah. Was Jupiter Ascending them? Yeah. Oh, so both of the Okay. Yep. I always get those two films mixed up and now I know why. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, let well, me hit you with... Give me a baddie. Uh, bewitched. Oh, he yeah. Can, he can overshadow an unknown actress. In the part, an egocentric actor unknowingly gets a witch cast in an upcoming television remake of the classic sitcom Bewitched. Oh, man, that sounds real meta. That is real meta. That's way more than I thought yeah. it was going to so, be. So the world, the, the TV show Bewitched exists in the film Bewitched and they're remaking it, but then he casts an actual witch. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Will Ferrell... Congratulations, well done to both of you for making this film. Uh, <laughs> Electra, <laughs> we've also got Electra the Warrior, survives a near death experience, becomes an assassin for hire, and tries to protect her two latest targets a single father and his young daughter from a group of supernatural assassins. Uh, this is a Marvel comic based film following mm. off of the film Daredevil, uh, the Ben Affleck one. Yeah. This is Electra no, no, no. with Jennifer. Yeah, who is Garner. it? That's right. It is her. And what's what's Electra's powers? She's got nunchucks or something? Uh, she's got nunchucks or something, it says in the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is she just good at fighting? Yeah, I don't know. I think like this is when they were doing these superhero movies before they kind of knew what superheroes could be yeah. or superhero movies could be. Um and so they're all just a bit garbage. Yeah, and it's like when their superpowers are just like good fighters, it's like it's yeah, just, it doesn't always gel. Like, uh, what's her name? Black Widow's character in Black Widow. <laughs> Black Widow's <laughs> character. Black Widow's character, Scarlett Johansson in uh, yes. the Avengers. Yeah, like she's a real good fighter, and you know. But like this guy can travel into dimensions, so like I want to see more dimension hopping, not just yeah, it's jumping off a table. Mix them all together, but anyway, they, they make it work at least. Good on them. 
Good. Uh, and then I'll give you one more. Uh, the Honeymooners. Oh, no. Working class New York bus driver Ralph Cramden is always coming up with get-rich-quick schemes for him and his best friend, Ed Norton, who's always around to help him get in and out of trouble. Did they seriously call the character Ed Norton? <laughs> That's silly. This is um, this is our mate, Cedric. Oh, is it? Good. Sure. Good. Sure. I, I think you might be right. it's a remake of The Honeymooners from 1955 or not. I think it is. I um, think it is, and I'm not sure why somebody felt like that needed the remake treatment because all I know about it is about him threatening to beat up his wife every episode. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, kind of bad. Um, yeah, it doesn't credit any of the older ones. Okay. So... I'm not positive. Maybe it's an unlicensed like a, remake. It's the dust situation. <laughs> um, they should, they were, yeah, they were banking in on that real, like, the honeymoon is from 1955, um, you know, cashola, credit, whatever, kudos. Um, yeah, look, it's it's got Cedric. It's got uh, Mike Epps playing Ed Norton. Um, and it's got Gabrielle uh, Union. Oh, I think I say Gabriel Gatte, the celebrity chef. It's got, it's got Eric Stoltz as well. Oh, and, John, not, and John Leguizamo. I'm not doing well with the names today. Johnny L. Interesting. Interesting cast for what sounds like trash. Yeah. Here's a good movie. I like this movie. Munich. Hey. Yeah, after the murder of 11 Israeli athletes, published Nagoyer and then said that. <laughs> after the murder of 11 Israeli athletes and their coach at the 1972 Olympics, the Israeli government secretly assigns Avner Kaufman to carry out a series of strategic retaliations. With the help of a driver, a forger, a bomb maker, and a former soldier, Avner conducts a worldwide operation targeting 11 individuals. As the assassinations pile up, Avner begins to doubt the morality of his actions. Eric Banner being badass. Eric Banner. Banner. Um, is this pre or post Hulk? <gasps> Ooh, I reckon it's pre Hulk. I think it's post Hulk. I think it's post full frontal. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's a safe bet. It's post Hulk. Hulk. Post Hulk. Two thousand three. Ah, okay. Yeah, this is good. And this is a Spielberg movie, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and also Daniel Craig before he was J Jimmy Jimmy B. Okay. Munich. I've never seen it. I've always wanted to. Oh, it's good. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. My big fat independent movie. Oh, no. I know what yep. this is already. My Big Fat Independent Movie is a spoof along the lines of Scary Movie and Not Another Teen Movie. It includes parodies of some of the indie film world's most renowned movies, such as Memento, Pulp Fiction, Magnolia, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Amelie, Ron Lola Run, El Mariachi, The Good Girl, Pie, Swingers, and many others. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, poster for this is just like an Amelie spoof. Oh, that's funny. Um, it it's yeah. Also, my big fat Greek wedding, uh, independent movie. 
Uh, I think it kind of was-ish, somehow. Okay. Sure. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. They might be confusing independent with Greek. <laughs> Easy mistake. Easy mistake. Uh, then we have King's Ransom, hoping to foil his own gold-digging wife's plans. A plan, a loath- loathsome businessman arranges his own kidnapping, only to realize that there are plenty of other people interested in his wealth as well. Great. Uh, this has got a comedian who's in a lot of things. Um, uh, uh, who could it be? Is it uh, Carrot Top? No. Is it... You'll never get it. How can I only think of one comedian at the moment? <laughs> Anthony Anderson. I've got no idea who that is. It sounds like yep. a fake name. I told you you'd never get it. Uh, what was he in? He was in... Oh, he's in The, the Departed. Uh, he was in Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> oh, good. He was in Transformers. Uh, he was in Hustle and Flow. Oh, that's coming up in my list, bro. Uh, what? Is yes. That a, ah, yeah, it's a movie. Anthony Anderson, too far. <laughs> um, yeah, First time anyone some... said that sentence. <laughs> It looks terrible. I'll give you that. All right. What do you got? I got Murderball, which is a very high-rated film, but it's a documentary. I don't know if we play that game here, but this documentary introduces the U.S. quad rugby team, a team composed entirely of young paraplegic men. Using special wheelchairs and very little protection, the players play full-contact competitive rugby using rules only slightly altered to accommodate their limitations. The film follows the team as they discuss the sport, their lives, and how they ended up in their chairs to begin with while they play their way to the 2004 Paralympic Games in Athens, Greece. That's Murderball. 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 And that game is bloody crazy. Yeah, it looks scary. It is insane. No murder, though. No so, murder. Is there a ball? Yeah. I think so. Oh, that's good. So they're half, half correct. Half fair. Um, I've got XXX State of the Union. Darius Stone, a new agent in the XXX Triple X program, is sent to Washington, D.C. to stop a coup attempt against the President of the United States. Uh, This stars Ice Cube replacing Vin Diesel. Ice Cube? Mm. Yep. Yes. Ice Cube replacing Vin Diesel uh, as the Triple X person. <laughs> it's got uh, Samuel Jackson and yes. it's got Willem Dafoe. Yay! So, Willem! Yeah, Willem. Um, friend of the show, Willem Dafoe. Uh, yeah. It actually, like, it, I was looking at the, the Rotten Tomatoes page for this, and the picture, there's a picture of him, like, falling down. I think it's like a train explodes above him. And I, I don't think it's a screenshot from the film because it looks sick. And I just feel like it's not going to live up to that expectation. Um, and then, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just because I haven't seen the first Triple X movie, but is the whole plot that he's very good at like extreme sports? I think it is. I think like in the extreme sports. Yeah, it's yeah. like I can snowboard and mountain bike. Yeah, well, damn, I bet you can shoot a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then following that, we've got The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those Robert Rodriguez kids films. Yeah. Like Spy Kids and all that junk. Um, and it stars uh, 
Taylor Lautner, who is known as the Wolf Boy in Twilight series. Ah. Um, but he's a kid in this one. Ah. Doing, doing flips, Ben. That's good. And being 3D. Being 3D. Wow, yeah. Well, it's like, ah, get out of my face. Richard. Oh. Ah. Um, um, what else you got? I got Junebug. Uh, on the way to meet with an independent artist, might be a Greek artist, we don't know. Uh, on the way to meet with an independent artist in the South, newlywed art dealer Madeline is convinced by her husband George that they should stop to meet his family in North Carolina. Madeline's affluent lifestyle clashes with the family, but she befriends George's wide-eyed and pregnant sister-in-law, Ashley, who is nearing her due date. Through the family, Madeline gains greater insight into George's character. Um, I'd never heard of this movie Reading that, it sounds really boring, <laughs> but it's got some. It's got a critic score of eighty six, an audience score of seventy three, so it must have something good about it. But I'm just, I'm sort of snooze just reading that, to be honest. Mm. I think doing it this way has really kind of um, melted the films together. So when you do read a synopsis, I'm expecting something absolutely trash. Yeah, and so I'm in a different mindset, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. It's really flipping it on its head. Yeah. Speaking of flipping it on its head, Juice Bigelow, your European gigolo. <laughs> oh, that's flipped. Uh, here's a synopsis for you. Juice is tricked again into man whoring by TJ, only in Amsterdam, while other man whores are being murdered in his midst. That seems like a really respectfully made uh, <laughs> film. But, uh, definitely you know, is kind to sex workers. That's Juice Bigelow, European gigolo. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have The Ring 2. Uh, I'll crack through these because they're sequels and I feel like we're not going to pick them. Yeah. Uh, The Ring 2, six months after the incident's involved, uh, involving the lethal videotape, new clues prove that there is a new evil lurking in the darkness. Um, It's just another Ring film. Um, Yeah. How to do, how to expand on something like that really is Mm. it? And then we've got uh, Doom, which is a video game movie. Three, two, one. It's a game movie. Space Marines, although I have lopped off the letter S at the start of this, so it actually says Pace Marines. Pace Marines, uh, slow down. <laughs> oh, they're so hasty. Um, are sent to investigate strange events at a research facility on Mars but find themselves at the mercy of genetically enhanced killing machines. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who will come up again in this list, uh, is in this mm. um, as uh, one of the Doom guys. That's, uh, I didn't know that Wayne the Doc Ronson was in this, but <laughs> there he is. Wayne the Doc Ronson. Wayne the Doc Ronson. It sounds like uh, the uh, real name of Doc from <laughs> Back to the Future. Yeah, it, 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 it's not. <laughs> but it might be. <laughs> I don't know. Me and you and everyone we know <laughs> is the next movie. Is this Miranda July? It is Miranda July. Yeah. Do you just want to talk about it? Sure. I know this film. <laughs> I've seen it. It's fun. I have you? I haven't it's seen right. it. Single Dad Richard. Richard? 
uh, meets Christine, a starving artist whom moonlights as a cabbie. They awkwardly attempt to start a romance, but Richard's divorce has left him emotionally damaged and he struggles to remain open to the possibilities of this new relationship. Meanwhile, Richard's sons, the adolescent Peter and six-year-old Robbie, take part in their own clumsy experiments with the opposite sex. That does sound fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a Greek film. Ah, um, uh, yep. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's nice-ish. There's, you know, quirkiness to it. Um, yeah, I remember enjoying it. Miranda July is kind of fun anyway. Yeah. I, um, can, I often confuse it with Miranda Devine. Is that her name? And she's awful. No, yeah. No, bad. Yeah, real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Their names are the opposite of what you expect. So Miranda Devine, not Devine. Miranda July, not a month. <laughs> uh what else we got the kid and i aaron roman is a teenager with cerebral palsy who dreams of starring in a big time action movie when his father grants aaron his wish for his 18th birthday he experiences the reality a bit hard to manage wow this sounds awful <laughs> <laughs> i really don't like that this exists no <laughs> <laughs> Kid wants dream because he has debilitating illness and then he finds out that his dream's really hard. It's like, oh, great. The debilitating, the debilitating illness wasn't bad enough. <laughs> that's your dream's difficult. It just oh, sounds like a make-a-wish gone wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Oof. That's rough. Uh, Broken Flowers. Ah. Uh, Jim Jarmusch film with an excellent soundtrack. When his latest girlfriend leaves him, retired computer magnate Don Johnson has no greater ambition than to sit around the house when he receives an anonymous letter from a former girlfriend claiming he has a 19-year-old son he's never met. Don doesn't even think to follow up. It's not until his neighbour, a mystery fan, encourages him that Don encourages him that Don resolves to visit the exes who seem the most likely candidates and to find out the truth. The end of that sentence was like me reading like, this is the man who ate the bug to eat the flower that ate the spider in the house, the Jack built. A very badly written synopsis. But I like that movie and the soundtrack's great. I've never seen it. It's really, really, really good. But I did say, I did see The Dead Don't Die and that was upsetting. Yeah, I think this was like the last Jim Jarmusch film that I enjoyed. Everything after this has just sort of been a bit too... Yep, here's every famous person that I know. Yeah. I'm going to put Iggy Pop in this because I can. Bill Murray, here is it. And here's some Wu-Tang and Tilda Swinton's in it too. Yeah. And here's Jack White and it's a movie. And it's a movie. And also they talk about the fact that it's a movie in the movie because Mm. I'm so meta. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, Broken Flowers avoids all all of that and is just a a good movie. All righty. Give me one. The Crow, Wicked Prayer. So this is a sequel to The Crow. Yeah. On his way to becoming an immortal demon, a gang leader orchestrates the murder of an ex-con and his girlfriend. Uh, this is, uh, not to be confused with pros and ex-cons. Sounds like it though. Um, yeah, it's, it's a crow sequel. Uh, so whatever. I've also got underclassmen. Uh, a young detective goes undercover as at an elite private school to destroy an international stolen car ring. International stolen 
to destroy an international stolen <laughs> car ring. That makes it sound like a literal ring. Like, yeah, someone's wearing it. It's like made out of a Lamborghini that belonged yeah. to somebody else. Not like dismantle or maybe arrest or destroy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just... Who, who's in that one? Anyone we know? Uh, no. No. No Nothing. one we know. None of our friends. None of our friends are in it. They make better choices. Yeah. Underclassmen, who's it got? I don't I don't remember seeing anyone familiar in it. Um Nick Cannon. Ah. Is the main actor. Good. Uh it's got Cheech. Oh, every Cheech movie's got Chong. Cheech these days. Cheech and Chong fame. Mm. Uh it's got Sean Ashmore, who you might know from X-Men 2. Nope. X-Men 1. <laughs> X-Men 3? X-Men 3. Hey. Bobby Drake slash Iceman. Oh, and is he the dude that was in The Boys? The Boys? Was he yes. in The Boys? He is in yeah. The Boys. He's in The Boys? He's also in, uh, he's in like a couple video games, I think. Yeah, I think and I read that because when I watched The Boys, I was like, this guy's really familiar looking. I can't work out where. And then yeah, I think Quantum Break, yep. um, which was a video game and TV series, I think. Yeah. I didn't realize they released it as just a TV series. That's really bizarre. But anyway. Uh, and then he was also in The, the Dark Pictures, Man of Medan, um, which is like a horror video game type thing because ah. of little big planet ah uh, they also did like dawn of something time dawn of blood dawn rising dawn un- under dawn un- until <laughs> until dawn good i think <laughs> got there uh yeah also funny thing about sean ashmore uh if you go to his imdb page it says he's known for and then it lists three of the three X-Men films, the first ones, where he's Bobby Drake slash Iceman. And then it lists a fourth film called Frozen. That's weird. And I'm like, oh, good old Sean Ashmore, known for his portrayals in icy in situations. <laughs> also, not the Frozen you're thinking of. It looks like some bad um, thriller. Uh, that's, that's a shame, I guess. So that's underclassmen. Uh, um, I got one for you, Cinderella man. Oh, <laughs> not Cinderella man, Cinderella man. During the Great Depression, Xboxer James J. Braddock works as a day laborer until his former manager Joe Gould offers him a one-time slot against a rising young contender. After he wins a shocking upset, Braddock goes back into the ring full time against the wishes of his frightened wife May. Dubbed the Cinderella Man for his rags to riches story, Braddock sets his sights on the defending champion, the fearsome Max Bayer. Um, when you said Xboxer, I thought this was another video game movie. Ah, no, it's not. Didn't have video games during the Great Depression. <laughs> Fact. Well, that's why. Fact. Um, this, actually, in a year, in a year of in terrible year. movies... Um, this actually had higher ratings than I thought. I thought this was like a bad film. Oh. Uh, but it's got IMDb 8, RT Critic 80, and RT Audience 91. And I'm like, mm. that's really high for 
uh, Russell Crowe movie. There you go. Yeah. Give me one. Uh, Tarzan 2. This is the sequel to Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a cartoon. Uh, Uh, An hour and 12 minutes. I imagine this is like a director video thing. Yeah. Uh, We've also got Rebound. An acclaimed college basketball coach is demoted to a junior varsity team after a public meltdown. That's Uh, the Mighty Ducks. That's that's the Mighty Ducks, yeah. That is the Mighty Ducks, yeah. Uh, Now we're going to need a sports movie little intro. (laughs) 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 A lot of whistles. Yeah, that's it. And a... Uh, siren. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Siren. Sirens. Yeah. 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 I want to sirens. I'll have like a, like, you know, someone like bouncing a basketball in an empty arena yep. and then like a, yep. and then a, uh, siren and then a woo, like a cheer of people. Cause they just like got the thing in and then like a whistle maybe. I think that's really good. Yeah. I'll do uh, that. <laughs> We'll see if that happens. You'll know. <laughs> Listeners will know. If that um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've got the three burials of Malquedis Estrada. I reckon I got that pretty close, to be honest. Bang on. Um, when brash Texas border officer Mike Norton wrongfully kills and buries the friend and ranch hand of Pete Perkins, the latter is reminded of a promise he made to bury his friend Malquedis Estrada. I didn't know they were going to make me say it twice, in his Mexican hometown. He kidnaps Norton and exhumes Estrada's corpse and the odd caravan sets out on horseback for Mexico. As Estrada's body begins to rot, Norton begins to unravel, but Perkins remains determined to honour his vow. Um, This movie I've not seen, but always just interested me because it looks quite, like, interesting. It's got Tommy Lee Jones and it was after shortly after no country for old men and just sort of looked like it was almost it could almost be set in the same universe um, oh. yeah just always interests me and just the name of it i'm just like this is like i don't know this is actually before no country for old men yeah it was you are correct um, um yeah it looks interesting i've never heard of this hmm. is it part uh, of the three billboards <laughs> can we have like a three yeah there's there's trilogy. three billboards uh, we have the three burials and the three ninjas kick back. Yes. Yeah. And just, <laughs> <laughs> that's the trilogy. Tommy Lee Jones is in all of them. Great. Don't, we have Shark Boy and Lover Girl 3D. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got Constellation for you. Uh, a painter living in exile returns home where his family endured generations of racial violence. There, he begins to fantasize the people around him as a series of portraits in order to bury the pain and find something oh. beautiful to feel. Um, this doesn't look good. Yeah, I can say um, just like hearing that story, I'm like, this sounds like a turd. Yeah, this has Gabrielle Union again. <laughs> <laughs> she makes some of the best decisions. <laughs> um, it's also got Billy D. Williams, who you will know as... Uh, Lando Calrissian, or you might not. 
I don't know who that is. Lando He's, Calrissian um, is a Star Wars character who owns ah, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, ah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a Star that's, Wars fact. Now I need a Star Wars intro. It's also got Zoe Saldana in a rare role where she has uh, hasn't got uh, hasn't got skin color. Skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it's it's the film looks pretty low budget. It doesn't have very good ratings. And what's it called Constellation? Constellation. Mm. Mm. That sounds like a Constellation prize. Hey, hey. stuck that one in there. Yeah, just like Bing. just like these guys sneak their planes in the radar in the movie Stealth, which is next. Good. <laughs> Deeply ensconced in a top secret military program, three pilots struggle to bring an artificial intelligence program under control before it initiates the next world war. This film is um, trash. <laughs> also has some of like the best, I think, um, like plane video graphics effects scenes, whatever. Uh, okay, good. From memory. It also has uh, a sick soundtrack. Uh, really? Featuring songs by Incubus and other bands. Yes. <laughs> they wrote a song specifically for this. <laughs> wow. It actually it bangs. <laughs> it's I thought song. I thought in 2005 that ship had sailed, like people no. weren't still doing it, but I'm oh, very glad. Like, Incubus was probably on the down at this point. Yeah, because this would have been after that one that everyone knows, Drive. Drive? Yeah. 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 Um, now they were trying to do Fly. <laughs> <laughs> Zing, I like that one. All right, what do you got for me? I got, I got Pride and Prejudice. In this adaptation of Jane Austen's beloved novel, Elizabeth Bennet lives with her mother, father, and sisters in the English countryside. As the eldest, she faces mounting pressure from her parents to marry when the outspoken Elizabeth is introduced to the handsome and upper-class Mr. Darcy, Sparksfly. Although there is obvious chemistry between the two, Darcy's overly reserved nature threatens the fledgling relationship. Um, just going to put it out there, I've, I don't know anything about uh, Jane Austen and I've never read any of the books or seen any of the movies. I uh, just... Do not care one iota. And people are going to yell at me because they always yell at me. It's like, no, you just give it a chance. It's really quite nice. I don't care. I don't care about the countryside and manners and like little hats, bonnets. I don't care about bonnets. Yeah, no, in the bin. Um, This has got Richard, uh, I want to say like Oxborough or something, Richard. Something like that. As the <laughs> yeah, main character, the Colin Firth replacement. Ah, uh, does it? No, um, no, it's got Matthew McFadden. Fadian. Ah, okay. I don't know who that is. What am I thinking of then? I don't know. I'm thinking of. I feel like he is in it, Richard, someone. Maybe he could be. Character. I'm thinking of the guy from um, The Stranger and uh, The uh, Watch and Spook Season 7. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Bad, bad bit. Um, <laughs> that was a good bit. Um, but got, I will oh. say, I will say, with, with that Pride and Bridges, the scores are pretty good. People seem to love it. But yeah, I just, I just don't get it. Uh, we've got Racing Stripes next. An abandoned <gasps> zebra grows up believing he is a racehorse, and with the help of his barnyard friends and a teenage girl, sets out to achieve his dream of racing with thoroughbreds. 
Um, this has got Frankie Muniz in it. Uh, I, think... I don't know about that, but it's got Hayden Panettiere. Hayden being ah from from Heroes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Before Heroes, she was racing zebras. Yeah. Although uh, I didn't think Heroes was that. Heroes must have been after this. Uh, seems like, like a look- similar time. Uh, yeah, it would have been after this because um because like Lost was first and then Heroes came after Lost. Right. Yeah. Really, Lost came out before Heroes. I think so. Wow. Okay. Mm. Um, and then we've got House of Wax. Ah, a group of teens yes. are unwittingly stranded near a strange wax museum and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. Mm. Not the next exhibit uh, from Pimp Your Eyes fame. This is how they get decided. Um, Paris Hilton, I think. Yep. Uh, filmed Paris in Queensland, Hilton. I believe. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It must be why all the wax was melting. Yeah, I so should have done it down here. Warm. <laughs> yep. I, I, I get that. Um, it's also got again. Alicia Cuthbert. Ah, cut, Cuffy, as we call yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, who you would maybe know from The Girl Next Door uh, or 24. That rhymes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I now have... One of my favourite movies, I think, uh, it's called Cache, or it's called Hidden, but in French, it's Cache. Really? Set in France, Georges is a TV literary reviewer and lives in a small yet modern townhouse with his wife Anne, a publisher, and his young son, Perrault. They begin to receive videotapes through the post of their house and family alongside obscure childlike drawings. They visit the police with hope of aid to find the stalker, but as there is no direct threat, they refuse to help. As the tapes become more personal, Georges takes it upon himself to figure out who is putting through his family through such horror yep that's not well written but it's a very good movie i really like it so it's like a a thriller or is it it's like a it's a french thriller so it's not a thriller it's <laughs> <laughs> so it's just you're just on edge and because it's um what's his name i'm gonna say michael haneke who directed it? Who also did Funny Games and The White um, Ribbon? Um, and this is—I really like this movie. I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, "Ooh, this is a good movie. I like it." Um, internet doesn't seem to think exactly the same thing. Critic score eighty nine, pretty pretty yeah. high. Audience seventy eight. So it's up there, but it's um it's quite good. I think it's quite divisive um, because the ending doesn't really answer anything. You have to do a bit of thinking. Oh yeah, and people people don't want that. With people don't want that. That's right. You know, adventures. Yeah. Um, but it does sound like that film would be cool. And also, the next on our list is Be Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Disenchanted oh. with the movie industry, chill. No, Chili Palmer. <laughs> Chili Palmer tries the music industry, meeting and romancing a widow of a music executive on the way. Yes. Um, this film looks bananas. It's it, John Travolta. Yep. Uh, and everyone else. And it's everyone. like everyone who's ever been in a Pulp Fiction film, uh, in, I, a pop, in a Quentin Tarantino film. I have seen this movie many a time. Oh, really? A yeah, lot of John times. John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Cedric's in this as well. 
uh, Harvey Keitel, Vince Danny Vaughan, DeVito, uh, Vince on, on, Andre 3000. From, yes, Andre 3000 in this. Aerosmith is in this film. Oh my God. Um, it is bananas. And there's even in the trailer, there's a shot of John Travolta and Uma Thurman dancing together. Yeah. As if like, it's like, yeah, we get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I remember that was a big, that was a big part of the marketing for the film. Where it's like their first dance scene since Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs> and I think it's loosely based on an Elmore Leonard book, which it's like an unofficial sequel to Get Shorty. Oh, okay. um, so it's, because that's the same character that right. John Travolta's playing. Um, yeah, it's it's a mess of a film, but it's quite fun. Um, Aerosmith have no right to be in it. They're, that whole plot line is just terrible. But, um, yeah, like the um, Vince Vaughn's character is really quite, quite funny. And I think The Rock's in it as well. Yes, that's yes. right. That's that's the second that's where it can of, uh, yeah. of uh, Wayne the Doc Rosen. Yeah, and um, I think this was the first movie where he was like kind of a bit funny. Um, yeah, it and like he it. sort of he, he sort of came out of his shell. I'm surprised this is on the bad list because look, it's pretty bad, but it's not. Yeah, look, it's awful, it's got a five point seven on IMDb, which is one of the higher bad ones we've got. Mm. Um, and then Metacritic thirty seven, Tomato Critics thirty, Tomato Audience forty two. Yeah, that sounds great. about right. It's pretty low, but not the lowest. Um, this is a pretty high movie. Capote, not oh. not pronounced Capote. Uh, yeah. Reading of the murder of a Kansas family, New York City novelist Truman Capote decides to cover the story himself and travels to the small town with his childhood friend, aspiring novelist Harper Lee. When Perry Smith and Dick Hickok, that's an unfortunate name, um, uh, arrested and charged, Capote forms an emotional bond with Smith during his jailhouse interviews, despite the young criminal's apparent guilt. Haven't seen it, but I do like PSH. Mm. Did he win an Oscar for this? I think it was nommed. I don't know if he won it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen it a long time ago. I, I remember it being pretty impressive, but it didn't really stick with me. Although some mm. of the scenes are still kind of, you know, I can picture quite well. So I guess. It was also interesting because this came out very shortly after. Another. It, in Cold Blood. Was that was that the one? It might have been. That's the name of the book. Because that's the name of the book, I think. And the, the one with the, um, the British guy playing mm. Truman. And I was like, why are these Capote movies coming out so close together? Yeah. And I think a lot of people preferred the other one. Yeah. Um, but not to take anything away from. Philip Seymour Hoffman's. Yes. Um, I was going to say impression. It's kind of an impression. Yeah. Performance. Yeah. Um, are we there yet? Is the next film. <laughs> uh, to impress a foxy D4Z. It sounds Oof. like a Beastie Boys line. <laughs> um, ladies' man Nick offers to take her kids on an extended road trip, unaware of the torture he's in for. Ah. <gasps> Uh, this is another cube ice, film. Icy cube. Yep. Um, ice cube. Ice man. Sean Ashmore. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. This one I feel like is is quite popular. I feel like I've heard a lot about. Are we? Do they make sequels? I think so. Mm. Oh, actually, I thought this was the sequel, but maybe it isn't. Maybe the sequels. Are we there? <laughs> the sequel is. Are we? It. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're here. We're here now. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I think like that's a a big effort, a lot of effort to go do to impress somebody. Like I'm not uh, doing that. Yeah. I just like I'm just like, hey, want to get a coffee? I'll pay. And then they say no. I'm like, all right, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but can you take my kids on a road trip? No. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just feel like that's that's a lot of effort. Guess I could quit my job now. <laughs> uh, I mean, you are quite foxy. That's right. Yeah, I'm a foxy divorcee. <laughs> uh, what do you got for me, James? I got the constant gardener assigned oh, yeah. to a new post reserved. <laughs> he just won't stop gardening. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Assigned to a new post, reserved British diplomat Justin Quayle relocates to Kenya with his lovely young wife, Tessa, uh, acti- activist for social justice. When Tessa is found murdered out in the wilderness, circumstances point to her friend, Dr. Arnold Bloom, but it is soon clear that he's not the killer. Grief-stricken and angry, Justin sets out to uncover the truth behind Tessa's murder, and in the process, he unearths some disturbing revelations. Never seen it, but I'm interested. I think I've seen bits of it. It's pretty, uh, uh, pretty full on. I think. Yeah, so it sounds like it. Um, this is also another crime novel adaptation. I think. Or yes, I say crime. It's. I've got the book on my genre. bookshelf. Who is that? Is that? Is this another Elmore? Or? No, I think it's a Lacar. Uh, Jean Lacar. Jean Lacar, which uh, um, translates to John the Car. John. Dude, where's my car, John? Are, are we there yet? <laughs> um, this is uh, what's her name? Rachel. Rachel Vice. Yep. And is it is it Rafe? It is Rafe. <laughs> you know, if Rafe's in a film, it's not going to be something light. He, he sort of he doubles oh, down quite a bit. Harry and... Potter, although he's only in the dark ones, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. Like it's it's not a it's not a cheery mood when he's around in them. God, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's he's in he's in. Oh no, Bond's not really cheery, especially the ones he's in. Damn it, you're right. Yeah, I am right. There's a darkness in Rafe. There's a yeah. darkness inside. Um, he's he's probably just annoyed. It's like, Mom, why'd you make my name so odd? You spelt it, Ralph. I got to yeah. tell everyone that they're wrong when they just pronounce it the way it's spelled. Yeah, he's like my friend Rafe Spall. He's spelled Rafe. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I get why he's got the darkness in him. It's the only reason he's become a famous actor is so that enough people can pronounce his name. <laughs> he was sick of correcting him. He was like, "I'm going to make sure my name is on every poster." Yeah. To uh, the point that people are going to start pronouncing things that have LPH in it as just fur. Um, yeah. Can I think of any right now? Nope. Nope. No, not one. Not not one. Oh, uh, Rudolph. <laughs> Rudolph, the red Rudolph, yeah. I got uh, Ray Wiggum, my favorite Simpsons character. Yep. What do we, is it Rafe or Ray? I can't. You can't tell because his surname begins with an F. Oh, that like, makes me angry. Yeah, so it's like Rafe. <laughs> is it Rafe Fines or is it Ray Fines? Or is the F Ray, silent and his Ray name is Fines. Ray Rayines? Ray I don't know. Oh, we got no idea. Ray Fiennes sounds like a uh, like a, a Franco Cozzo style, <laughs> whatever. Like, come down, Ray. 
come down to Ray Fines. Ray Fines, we sell fence fences. We sell all sorts of fences. We got tall fences, low fences, mid fences. We got thick fences, thin fences. I'm Ray Fines, buy a fence. Get a fence from me, I'm Ray Fines. I'm Ray Fines, got fences. Fences, fences, fences. No fencing here. Keep your swords away, just fences. Do we have gates? No, fences. That's right. Very fines. good. Very, oh, I had a hay fever attack good. during that. Uh, I was wondering if you're going to make it through, but you nah, did. I had to power through it. Uh, well, I got? don't know what movie we're talking about anymore. That was The Constant Gardener, obviously. Oh, <laughs> we didn't get sidetracked at all. Yeah, well, I mean, that one's definitely in the mix. And also, yeah. the next film we've got is In the Mix. <laughs> a successful <laughs> DJ manages to rescue a powerful mobster one night. In order to repay him, the mobster gives him the task of protecting his daughter. In the Mix. What do we know about In the Mix? Oh, this is the one with Usher. Oh, good. Um, Usher in the lead uh, as Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. Um, it's got bad ratings, of course. And, uh... <laughs> that's that's all you got. <laughs> what has happened? The, the trivia that comes up, if you go to the IMDb page, it says, did you know? And then it says trivia. And I'm pretty sure this is random usually what comes up. But the one that came up for me right now is Usher developed an awesome cocaine addiction during the filming of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. sick. <laughs> the first user review comes up. The headline is Someone Punch Me. <laughs> oh, this sounds that sounds great, actually. Oh man. Uh, it's yeah, look, it's um So you said he's a DJ, but his name is Daryl. Yeah. Well, I would like to draw your attention to the movie Hustle and Flow. Where DJ is a pimp ah. living day to day on the tough streets of Memphis, Tennessee. Pushing 40, he's tired of the life he's living and dreams of something greater. When he meets up with an old friend who is now in the recording industry, he's inspired to turn his life around, uses his criminal life as an inspiration to create rap music. When he hears that a rap superstar is coming to town, DJ works a hustle to gain the rapper's attention and hopefully get signed by a label. This is the movie where Three Six Mafia won a Grammy. Uh, no, an Oscar. An Oscar won an Oscar. Three Six Mafia won an Oscar before you did, Richard. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll win one after I have as well. That's not how time works. <laughs> Except in the movie that is that about is time travel. <laughs> that I can't remember the name of. Uh, the Sound of Thunder. The Sound of it. Thunder. Ba -ba <laughs> um, that was Hustle and Flow. This is the one that's like, it's got the, it's hard out here for a pimp. Yep. That one? That's the one. Yep. That's the song. I've seen, I've seen bits of it. Mm. Bits of it. I've seen zip of it. Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard. No relation to Ron Howard. No. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Could be. Could be. Distant relative. We don't know. Uh, hide and seek, James. Are we doing that now? Oh, I'm so, I'm so like on the verge. I must have just inhaled something. Oh, like, like Usher like style. Awesome addition <laughs> to cocaine. <laughs> I just love the description. What an awesome what addiction. What an awesome addiction. That's, that's it. Um, my, my favorite TV show is my awesome addiction. 
Yeah. <laughs> to cocaine. <laughs> to cocaine. <laughs> In brackets. Um, hide and seek. So hide and seek. As a widower tries to piece together his life in the wake of his wife's suicide, his daughter finds solace at first in her imaginary friend. This is a horror film starring Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning, which is Oh, bizarre. yes. I remember the poster for this. Yeah, and she's got an imaginary friend called Charlie. Charlie. Oh, they were always um, called Charlie. They were called, called Charlie. My invisible friend who's evil is named DJ. But it's always Charlie Chaplin, so that's why. Or um, I was going to say Charlie Diaz, but that's not her name. (laughs) Cameron Diaz, and she was in Charlie's Angels. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Big stretch. Um, What do you got for me? I got the squid and the whale. Uh, A pair of brothers living in Brooklyn are caught in the middle of and deeply affected by the divorce of their erudite parents, Bernard and Joan Berkman. Older sibling Walt sides with dad and acts out at school while younger brother Frank quietly backs up mum. The household tension rises further when Joan's writing career takes off and surpasses the failed ambitions of her professor ex-husband. I remember seeing this, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, a little indie sort of. Yeah. Jesse uh, Eisenberg. Yep, and Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I really I remember watching it, but not absorbing it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that does check out. Mm. Um, Monster in Law. The love life of Charlotte is reduced to an endless string of disastrous blind dates until she meets the perfect man, Kevin. Unfortunately, his merciless mother will do anything to destroy their relationship. And then she dies and becomes the imaginary friend of Dakota Fanning in Hide and Seek. <laughs> this is Charlie. No. Um, I don't know anything about this. I think it's got Jennifer Lopez. Yes. I think it's got um, that actress that is older. Who plays a mother-in-law? Uh, older actress. Um, Wanda Sykes? Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. That's who it is. And who plays yeah. the boy in it? Uh, Adam Scott's in it. Really? Really? The golfer? <laughs> <laughs> the comedian. Um, Parks and Rec, Adam Scott. Uh, uh, I don't think he's the main one, though. There's also a Michael Vartan, who I've... Never seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah, it's that have... guy. Yeah, I know who it is. I can picture his oh, dumb wait. face. Nah, I was thinking someone else. I thought it was Ed for a second. Remember Ed, the TV show Ed? Yeah, I remember Ed. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, look, boring. Hey? Yeah. Uh... There is a good photo of Adam Scott here at the premiere, and he has some really good 90s hair. Like... It would have been quite young. Yeah. Yeah, because this this, sound, this would be pre party down, pre party down, pre Parks and Rec, pre yeah. like people actually liking Adam Scott. It's got Will Arnett in it. Ah, interesting. It's got Stephen Dunham. Why do we know Stephen Dunham? Oh, maybe we don't know. Maybe Dunham. maybe we know. Oh, he died. Oh, that's shame. All right, pull one out for Stephen. Yeah, forty eight. It's quite young. Mm. Um, so that's Monster in Law. Let's cheer this up a little bit. Uh, we've got two more good movies left. 
Okay, we've got one more bad one. So that works oh, out. How good. Uh, Walk the Line, the rise of country music legend. Johnny Cash begins with his days as a boy growing up on the family farm where he struggles under the scorn of his father. As the years pass, Cash ends up in Memphis, Tennessee with his wife Vivian and breaks into the music scene after finding his trademark sound. While on tour, Cash meets the love of his life singer June Carter, but Cash's volatile lifestyle threatens to keep them apart. I walked alone. There we go. Walk was... hard. Wait, no. Wrong yeah. <laughs> I watched that movie recently. Um, oh, yeah. and How's that dated? Uh, pretty, it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I haven't seen Walk the Line since I saw it at the cinema. And everyone, everyone in the world was a little bit obsessed with Johnny Cash for about two months. Mm. Was like, he still alive when this came out? Yeah, I think so. Um, like Nova was playing Johnny yeah. Cash songs. But um, also so Johnny Cash was like covering what? Nine Inch, Inch Nails. Nails. Yeah. Yeah. Again, oh. not really a popular Nova choice, but no, there we were. Interesting mashup there. That's how yeah. you get that kind of music onto Nova is to, <laughs> to take two things that they would not <laughs> like, put them together. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last film I've got is Domino, uh, a recounting of <gasps> yes. Domino Harvey's life story. The daughter of actor Lawrence Harvey turned away from her career as a Ford model to become a bounty hunter. Uh, this is a story of uh, a, a woman who was a car. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, knew it. That's great. Uh, this is Kira Knightley. Uh, I feel like this might have been like Kira Knightley's first sort of serious yeah foray. she's dark she has guns she's, and yeah she dirty. came from like you know bandit life beckham and maybe i think pirates yeah yeah um it's got mickey rock in it as well i think oh, yeah. wrestler. Uh, yes um i remember watching this and just being a bit confused by it but i don't remember it being awful yeah look it's it's probably the highest rated one here mm. Um, so for that reason alone, it's probably not going to make our list. It's got an 18 to add a critic, but it's got a 56 audience. So wow. it's quite sty- stylish to look at. Right. If you've got I that kind correctly. of like early two thousands grunge. Yeah. It's very green. It is very green. green. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Spit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it's with our last, last, film. last good film. And I left this for last cause this is your, this is your time to shine, Richard. Grizzly Man, pieced together from Timothy Treadwell's actual video footage, Werner Herzog, remarkable documentary, examines the calling that drove Treadwell to live among a tribe of wild grizzly bears on an Alaskan reserve. Devoted conservationist with a passion for adventure, Timothy believed he'd bridge the gap between human and beast. Spoiler alert. Um, when one of the bears he loved and protected (laughs) tragically turns on him, the footage he shot serves as a window into our understanding of nature and its grim realities. Ah, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Any thoughts on that? (laughs) Did you leave this for me because I was going to do a Werner Herzog impression? Yeah, I did. (laughs) It is a duality of man that we have a bear and a bear man. But it turns out that in the end he could not bear it. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, you're, you're on fire today, man. Give this took, man an he Oscar. Took, he took the reins with his bare hands, but then the bare hands took the reins of his neck and snapped it, henceforth dying. 
Um, <laughs> it's a pretty bad burnout. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, I can only do content or performance. I can never do both <laughs> at the same time. Um, great. So that's the, the good and the bad. That's the good uh, and the bad. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll select a couple of films. Okie dokie. Welcome back. Uh, James, Yay. let's look at these films and let's pick two. And, and I reckon we can, I reckon we can do this. I reckon, I reckon we, we can do this. this within our power. Yep. Uh, uh, is there anything jumping out to you from either list? We'll go broad. Yeah. Look, I think um, from the bad list, that time travel movie sounds like absolute garbage, and I'm interested in it. Yep. Uh, that's the the big one that's popping out in my mind. But I know there were some others that we were kind of interested in. Yep. Uh, did you have thoughts? Um, so that is, yeah, a sound of thunder is definitely jumping out to me. Um, Kineta is also jumping out to me, but for different reasons. Yes. Um, because it's so linked to like a good director. Yeah. Um, that, that sounds interesting too. I don't think it'll be as fun as a sound of thunder though. Um, also pros and ex-cons. <laughs> just. <laughs> Just for the Australian vibe there. I don't know. Have we watched an Australian film yet? Um, um, I don't think we have. I don't think we have. That could, um, yeah. that could be a way in. Um, so from the good list, I don't think there was any time travel movies. Just looking through the list. No, there's none there. Um, also no Australian movies. <laughs> um, I mean, there is Munich. Which has oh, Australian Eric link. Benar. Eric Benar. Um, there's also a history of violence is time. That's based. about time. 40-year-old virgin is that's, about time. That's got time in it as well. Uh, uh, there's also V for Vendetta uh, where you've had many times to watch it but haven't. Uh, <laughs> um, what's the three burials of... Oh, that's the, the Tommy Lee Jones That's one. the Tommy Lee Jones one, yeah. Uh, which you haven't seen. Which I have not seen, no. Have no. you seen that? No. We could do that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And? Uh, there's The Constant Gardener, uh, which also kind of... Oh, yes. Uh, uh, there's a few good ones. Sound of Thunder. Sound of Thunder. Sound of Thunder. The Constant Gardener. <laughs> <laughs> they rhyme ish, kind of. Uh, uh, what else we got in the bad list? Uh, uh, look, everything in the, else in the bad list is um, is bad. Is pretty is, yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't think I want to watch all of In the Mix just to see how Usher got his awesome cocaine addiction. No, I feel like that could be cut down to maybe just the trailer. Mm. Um, I like that under that you've got the cutter, which goes hand in hand with an awesome cocaine addiction. Oh, I think I, say, I thought you were going to say a constant gardener because they're just oh yeah, they're cutting trees, hoeing, hoeing, reaping and sowing, hoeing. Well, okay, a constant gardener and juice piccolo, <laughs> juice piccolo. <laughs> Good. Um. um all right, what do you reckon? We do we do the constant gardener, and we do a sound of thunder. Sound of thunder. I like it. 
bit yep. of time travel, a bit of gritty people in Africa. Yep. Um, being murdered. Yep. The Sound of Thunder and the Constant Gardener. This, these are going to be, uh, well, I think a Sound of Thunder is going to be a really hard film to find. <laughs> That's a very good point. So maybe um, we'll have a We might be coming back in a day and we're like, okay, it's nowhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, but good. Yeah. Look, I like those choices. Let's do it. And I've got the book of one, so maybe I'll read the books as well. Oh, I, I didn't know you book. had the, a Sound of Thunder book. I do. I do. It's an audio book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sound effects. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Santa Thunder and the Constant Gardener is what we're going to be watching for the next episode of That's Popcorn. You watch it too. You'll watch Keep it up. too. Watch it with us. Not in our house. You're not invited. You're not in my bubble. Um, <laughs> if you like this, I don't know why, but also um, go give us a, a thumb star on iTunes. Uh, give us a, a star thumb on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, not on the street. Uh, James, can, have you got anything you, you want to plug? No, nah, you can follow me <laughs> on the street though if you want. Weird. I got no beef with that. People will think I got fans. Oh, that'd be nice. I mean, I got fans. fans. I'm your fan. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just like, as I said that, I've got these people out the window. They're going to be very upset that they've been following me for ages and think that I haven't noticed. But I can see you. I know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you've been watching? Um, I did watch Evil series, yes. series one of Evil. I believe you may have watched Evil. Yep, yep. yep. Watched yep. series one as well. Disappointed that it <laughs> ends on a cliffhanger. Spoiler yep. alert. Yeah, uh, but season two is imminent. I believe. Okay. It was uh, postponed because of the COVID, but um, they're back filming and ready to go. I don't know. It's just an easy show to watch. I blitz through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's incredibly quite, frustrating how they they deal with technology. That every every technology thing written in this show is written from the point of view of someone who's like never seen yeah. any technology. <laughs> who's heard of technology and and thinks they understand the concept yeah. of technology and are just going wild with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the augment and then they double down on it. Like they become like like the augmented reality goggle stuff becomes like uh an integral plot point. It's like a made, it's it's like this whole story arc, and I'm like, I didn't think this was going to come back. Yeah, and then like people explaining deep fakes incorrectly, and uh, oh, just makes me cringe. Yeah, but it's fun. It's quite fun. Um, and I think that's mainly what I've been watching. Uh, yeah, you've been watching anything else? Should we watch Cadaver on Netflix? Mm. That's kind of interesting, dystopian mm. sort of thing where people go into this uh, mansion and they are witness to a performance uh, where it's like part of the mansion, like people performing in in the mansion and the non-performers have to wear masks and stuff. But then mm-hmm. there's like a deep, like unsettling truth to everything that they discover. And it's kind of just like sets all up all these kind of interesting pieces and then does nothing with them. So interesting. Disappointing. Yeah. A bit disappointing. I don't know if I can recommend it, but maybe if you're bored. Yeah. Um, there was something else. I know the Mandalorian is back. And oh, I was, 
I was that close to starting to watch the first Mandalorian because everyone talks about it. They're like, it's Cowboys. I'm like, yeah, Cowboys is more interesting to me than Star Wars. So It's pretty good. It's pretty good. The soundtrack's pretty cool too. And I want to look at the little baby Yoda. You don't? I do. I want to, ah. I want to, I want to see him in anything other than meme form. Well, speaking of Werner Herzog, he's in The Mandalorian. He is. So. I want to see his face as well. Yes. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of reasons. Baby Yoda is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I hope that's a direct quote from the show. There is actually a quote from Werner Herzog talking about Yoda. I'm going to find it. <laughs> um, he said, <laughs> so like they, they, because I had that puppet, right? Yeah. The, the animatronic puppet, whatever. They were gonna, they did a shot with the puppet and stuff, and then like, oh, we're just gonna get a shot without the puppet in case we are gonna CGI it in. And he called them like cowards. <laughs> um, says, You are cowards, leave it. <laughs> um, admitted that the sight of the baby Yoda puppet on set brought him to tears. Uh, it's heartbreaking, it's heartbreakingly beautiful. There's that um, there's that documentary. Uh, Werner Herzog eats his own shoe because he made a bet with somebody. He said, "You, you, I bet you don't finish this movie. If you do, I'll eat my shoe." And then the guy finished the movie and was like, well, "Looks like I'm going to do it." So that turned into a little documentary where some celebrity chef cooked up his shoe and then he ate it. Um, I wonder if there's now going to be one Werner Herzog eats a baby Yoda puppet. Oh no, he couldn't do it. It brought him to tears. Yeah, well. Maybe it just needs more salt. Yeah, it looked absolutely convincing, he continued. It made you cry when you saw it. <laughs> Poor Werner Herzog. Uh, uh, I, I anyway. feel like I need to watch it now. Yeah, and also they've got this really interesting approach to like how they film on uh, the projected screens that are like rendering the background oh, okay. in life in real time. So they use like an Unreal Engine-based thing where that's interesting to me so it's like the old school sort of um projected screen that you would see like you know in every car inside car shop yeah from the earlier part of the century um last century and uh but it's rendered in real time and so when the camera moves the screen like moves with it the parts that the camera can see and then the rest is sort of like just in a abbreviation or i guess a simplification of that background that's and, um, cool what it means you don't have like green screen issues of like fringing and stuff especially around like stuff mm. hair. and also everyone's lit appropriately yeah so you don't actually need to set up you probably would set up maybe some other lights as well like you might have a light on the face or something to make them stand out a bit better or something but like most of your ambient lights taken care of as well that's um, really cool. You should check it out. That is very cool. And this is like far more tech talk than I think we'll ever get to in this, in this podcast again, but hundred percent. No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's interesting. And I've now got two reasons to watch it. Yep. Bye Yoda and special effector. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that oh, was. I I you, just... you, you already know Star Wars language. <laughs> oh, special it. effect art. Mm, but it's a <laughs> <laughs> Yep. 
Yeah, dude. That's all I got. He's <laughs> a Han Solo. Okay, cool. And that's the end of that podcast that we do, which is this one. Uh, Bye. Bye, 2005. 2005. Where's the off button? Bye.